to the List Masters podcast. I'm your host, Trannon, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sid, Tori, and Corey. So introduce yourselves, guys. Hello, I'm Sid, and I am also a List Master. I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm a billionaire who's taking some time out of my day to do this with some friends. <laughs> uh, I'm Tori, and I, yeah. Took you a minute to figure out who you were, I think. <laughs> I was <Liz> Master Junior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today uh, we're going to be discussing two albums. We call it the Battle of the Albums. We won't be doing this every List Masters episode, obviously. We're going to do various things. But uh, for today, in our debut episode, we are doing The Piper at the Gates of Dawn by Pink Floyd and The Gorilla's first album, their debut album, Gorillas. Go ahead and get started, guys, and we'll go ahead and start with the Piper at the Gates of Dawn, which is the um, 1967 Pink Floyd debut album. And uh, so, go ahead and give us some of your thoughts on this album, Sid. Uh, okay, well, the album overall, I thought it was a little bit flat, sort of runs together. Uh, I, I gave the whole the album as a whole of four. Yeah, but for me, there were more misses than there were hits. Yeah, but it still had some, some good time. What do you think, Corey? Well, for me, uh, I think this album is so overpraised. I mean, it has a couple songs that are pretty good, but it has an overwhelming amount that are really bad. <laughs> I mean, you get, you have things like. <laughs> you have uh you go from the scarecrow to bike which bike is probably one of the only songs i really like and scarecrow i'm pretty sure i don't have to explain how anybody thinks about scarecrow <laughs> all right Tori, what, what was your thoughts on that on this album overall um i agree with sid i i think overall i would give it a four because the songs that I rated good were songs that were like sentimental to me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think really any song on the album I would like. I don't know. Not, <laughs> not something you would put on your playlist. Two more than once in your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, the album, uh, I mean, the album's definitely a pioneering album in psychedelic rock. Yeah, I mean, it is innovative and it's definitely adored by people. But, you know, some of those people, I think, are sincere and some I think are just jumping on a bandwagon. Yeah. Um, To me, it's nowhere near even remotely close to the greatest that Floyd has attained. So, yeah, but we'll go ahead and get started with um, with the first track. Um, So we'll go ahead with uh, Corey. Give us your thoughts on Astronomy Domine. So for me, I gave this one actually a pretty good score overall for the rest of the al- album comparatively, somewhere between a four and a five. So I, somewhere between Side Hug and A Full Embrace. I liked it a lot, but not enough to add it to my downloads. Uh, it yeah. had some really good use of panning, which is one thing I liked, one thing that was really popular in the 60s and 70s because that's when they just developed stereo right. radios so that way you could have – you know, your left channel, your right channel. So there were a lot of times throughout the song that they put that to good use, which was a good mix. 
Yeah. Uh, so it had some really good parts, and it had some parts that kind of drug on that were pretty mediocre to me. So that yeah. one was when I got a higher score comparatively. Okay. Tori? Um, I gave the song um, I gave the song a five. <laughs> because, wow. Well, because I liked the way it sounded. Like, the vocals are pretty good, and I really liked the guitar of it. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with Corey. It's not really something that I would like download, but it it was pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I'll go next. Um, I love the intro, the intro to it. Um, I like the dissonant chords and the harmonies in it as well. I mean, it's like space rock, and I can enjoy it. Um, I liked it better on Amagama. It's a darker version. Yeah. It's extended, um, but I gave it a four. So. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I enjoyed it quite well. Sid? Um, I gave this one a five because it does a good job of setting the uh, tone for the album. Yeah. And uh, it, even though it's a far cry from, you know, Pink Floyd's other work, it, it's still a good song and it does a good job of setting the tone. So I gave it a five. We should clarify that this is a scale of one to seven. Yeah, one to seven. It is a scale of one to seven. And, uh, one being trash, basically, two being sort of what we call a side glance or, you know, eh, sort of a, what would you call it in uh, millennial terms, meh, <laughs> M-E-H. <laughs> and then three was, uh, you know, it was okay. I think that was a side hug, right? Three, three is a handshake. Handshake, yeah, right. handshake. Yeah. Uh, four was a side hug. Five's a full embrace. You love it. Uh, six is amazing and seven is a transcendental masterpiece so uh, i don't think any songs off this album got a seven I, i'll be honest i don't have a single seven on either of these albums yeah either, me either okay so we're gonna go to the next track is lucifer sam this i thought one was this, a seven for me yeah i thought this one was a quirky sort of james bond kind of thing um exactly i wrote is i i gave it corny secret agent theme yeah yeah i had a secret agent like a peter <laughs> gunn theme or something and it's about a cat and it's like to me it's like background music in an old 60s film you know so i gave it like a i gave it a two i gave it somewhere between a one and two like i said corny secret agent theme and some pretty hokey lyrics to me yeah <laughs> it's kind of a goofy side thing so that was Corey and uh, Tori. What'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a three. I liked, I kind of liked the introduction because of how like it would fade in and out and stuff. It was pretty weird. Um, and then the vocals were pretty good. Yeah. See it? Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually coming in hot with the uh, highest score. I'm, I'm actually giving it a four oh, because wow. apparently I like uh, Goofy's five. I thought it was on par with Starshine from the Gorillas. Yeah. Oh, sure the same. I put it above Starshine. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, definitely. so uh, I will say that Sid, who is joining us here, is actually named after Sid Barrett. Um, but uh, but it's not necessarily because of the uh, what he had done. It was because of, uh, I thought it was the coolest name out of all the Pink Floyd names. I wasn't going to name you Roger or uh, <laughs> David. I thought I was David. named after a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grandfather thought, yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to Matilda Mother, and I'll let Tori start with this one. Hey, well, I I also gave it a three. 
because I liked the way it sounded, but it felt like I was on a Beatles drug trip. (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, see it? Uh, I felt like a filler. It was kind of flat. I gave it three. Okay, and I'll I'll go next. Um, I wanted to like this one. I really did. I enjoyed the minor chord progression of the verses. And even the lyrics I liked pretty good, but when he gets to the, oh, mother, tell me more, and all that silliness, <laughs> I mean, that that's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It loses me completely. Uh, I gave it a two. So, Wow, so, I gave this one a significantly higher score than you guys. I gave it a five. Wow. 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 I, I, musically, I thought this one was one of the more interesting songs on the album. Uh, it had a really interesting dissonant chord progression. Uh, and I thought it had some really interesting melodic harmonies on the upper half of the range, which Definitely. went well with the chord progression on the lower. So I thought it, I gave it a pretty good score. I yeah, enjoyed well, it. Well, you, you, you're sort of a classical musician, so I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to Flaming. I'll start with this one. Uh, this is another song that starts trippy, and I'm just beginning to think I might like this. And then we get to, yippee, you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is something you'd hear on a kindergarten playground. It has absolutely no resonance for me. I'm nearly a 50-year-old man. I'm not running around singing about yippee and buttercups. And, I mean, who puts yippee in a song? I mean, who just ruined it? Sid Barrett. That's who. Yeah, this is he not- will put yippee in every song that the band would let him put it in. This is preschool. I gave it a one. <laughs> Trash. Toss, right, well, toss think, this one in the garbage. I think I should go next on this one. Yep, go ahead. I gave it a five. Sid <laughs> <laughs> loves yippee. He, had, he gave it a one till the yippee. It made me say yippee. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, it felt sort of like a child took LSD. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it put me in a happy dreamlike state. Okay, well, that's, is it seriously a five? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wrong. So, uh, okay, Corey. <laughs> So this one, for the intro, I actually didn't like the vocals that much on. I gave the intro a one, but once yeah. the guitar came in and then it had that chimey piano, which is actually throughout the entire al- album, they use that same piano. That has such like a toy piano sound, which I really like. It's really interesting to me, and it sticks out in the mix. I gave, once the music begins, a four. Okay. So averages out to about a two to three. Yeah, where two to three. Okay. Tori? Well, I gave this one a two. Uh, well, I, I was stuck between a two or a three. Yeah. Because the introduction was really weird. And I don't know if it was just me, but the guy was a lot louder than the instruments. <laughs> Yippee! You <laughs> didn't want me to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I liked, I liked the way some of the verses um, sounded and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was okay, but he was really loud. Like, <laughs> great production, Pink Floyd. <laughs> but uh, uh, okay, so next we'll move on to okay. So I pronounce this Power Talk H, but I've heard it pronounced Power Toke. <laughs> I had no idea. 
I, I got the power, but I have no idea what the talk H is. <laughs> All right. You go ahead. You go ahead, Corey. You say Tori or Corey? No, Corey, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you, you can just call me Mastermind. That way we don't have to get confused. <laughs> Beethoven, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so for this one, I gave it a two. The intro is reminiscent of several species of small furry animals gathered <laughs> together in a cave grooving with a pig. But Tori's in a worse way. It's yeah. like a worse precursor. So... <laughs> That is seeing my immediate first thought. And then the music comes in and the music to me kind of wanders around kind of aimlessly. It didn't really feel like it had much idea behind it. Just kind of yeah. sitting there playing aimlessly. So that was my, that was my take on it. Okay. Uh, Tori. Um, I, I gave it a three cause the, I didn't really care for it too much. But the instrumental kind of reminded me of a video game, like mm-hmm. like the beginning of one or something. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But the ending of the song that that's gonna give me nightmares. That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the the new theme for Minecraft: Power Talk Age. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. Sid, I've hated the doy doy crap since I was a little kid. <laughs> So I gave this a one. I can't listen to it without skipping. <laughs> okay, so it's wow. funny you said that. That is funny. Because in my notes, I have the doy doy crap. <laughs> I said, okay, so to me, unlike other songs, I can't, I, I can or cannot stand the intro. I don't like yeah. the mouth percussion beatbox thing. Uh, I can let it pass, but the doy doy just killed it. Yeah, nobody likes doy doy. Doy doy, you know. I mean, what was that? What is that? You know? I don't know. I, what it was is that they were tripping out, and they thought, you know what will sound good? Doy doy. Doy doy. Yeah, that had to be Roger. I mean, he's a nut. But uh. Okay, but now I have to say when the silliness ended and they started grooving into that psychedelic jazz piano, that little jam session, yeah, I, I dig it. I mean, I could hear it on the Moore album. It becomes one of my favorites just because of that. But you have, really? to, you have to drop the silly intro. Now, there is a version on uh, a bootleg album called The Man and the Journey. Uh, it's called Pink Jungle, and it's this song. And on some of those versions, they don't do the doy doy stuff. So I gave it a four <laughs> just for the music. Uh, the intro I gave trash. It's a one. Yeah. So I guess I guess it would be like maybe a two to three, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three. So next is take up thy stethoscope and walk. And I'll let Tori go with this one. Um I gave it a three. I said it wasn't bad, but I wouldn't listen to it like on my own. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It's kind of all over the place. <laughs> doctor, doctor. <laughs> um, Sid. Um, I gave this one a three as well because I appreciate the instrumental in it, but it, it loses me. Yeah, not yeah, in a good that, way. Either. That's what happened. <laughs> what about you, Corey? So for this one, I gave it a two. 
I said, it doesn't feel like it has much direction and it's kind of bombastic. Uh, the main problem is that the musicians are all playing over each other, <laughs> which is something that a lot of amateur musicians do when they first start out. It's like Pink Floyd later on kind of perfected what instruments to play at what time. So David Gilmore would get a part and he would blast a solo from heaven with Jesus riding down on a horse <laughs> and every, every other instrument would give him room to do that. So you could focus on that. But in this song you had entire sections where there was like a drum solo an organ solo and a guitar solo all soloing on top of each other. And it kind of <laughs> felt like the most bombastic section of a yes song the, <laughs> the entire song to the age <laughs> yeah Except so for... it made it really difficult to follow anything uh melodically anyways so i give that one a two yeah I that's what i said uh, it was kind of all over the place because they were yeah. somewhere across each other i can't stand the singing on this one um i do like the musical jamming i do like the outro um, it gets manic, like you said, um, sort of acid rock. This should have been an instrumental, but like yeah. I said, it should have been a little different. I gave it a three, though. So, All right, we're going to move on to Interstellar Overdrive, and I'm going to let Sid start. So this one was sort of like uh, Take Up That Stethoscope, but in space. It was like the... Uh, Reminded me of the part of Space Oddity by David Bowie that I skipped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just chaotic. And uh, the, the beginning was the most recognizable part of the song. Like, I mean, you knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, so, you know, that, that gave it an extra point, but I gave it a two. Well, I'll go next. Uh, it's funny you said that because my favorite part is the middle part. <laughs> 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 this is my favorite song from the album it's an instrumental it's experimental um i do like i think you know it's like the beginning of the long floyd epics but i think it's the weakest of them all but i will say that um you know it's the first so it gets a pass kind of i love the breakdown in the middle section where it goes nuts uh it's extremely trippy and the 60s riff on it is very memorable and pretty cool yeah and i gave it a five wow yeah all right uh cory so for this one every time i hear the intro i want to love this song like yeah. every time it starts i get excited and then I quickly remember why I don't download it <laughs> as soon as it goes off the deep end. But I enjoy it feels so psychedelic and spacey, which is why I want to enjoy it because I like that style of music. But for me, it kind of gets grating, especially if you're listening to it with headphones while you're doing something else. Mm -hmm. It uh, kind of demands your attention. How many of the songs off this album do you start liking and then realize, oh, yeah? Because there's like four or five for me. That, that, a good bit of them. As soon as I hear the intro, I'm like, oh, yeah, why don't I download this? And then within 30 <laughs> seconds, I remember why I didn't. Howard, so I'm immediately reminded why I don't. <laughs> okay, so next, I will let Tori uh, start with this one. I didn't do the other one. You didn't do the gnome? No, I didn't do the inner. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. 
so I gave it, I couldn't decide between a three or a four, because the intro, I, I love the guitar, like, I love that introduction, like Corey said, it, I want, I love, I want to love this song, but then the middle of the song kind of sounded like they were smashing every button on a sound <laughs> See, I love, I love that part, you guys, you guys don't like the middle part, I love it. And so. the ending was also kind of freaky. So. <laughs> You're going to listen to it tonight when you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that was that made it get those points. So. <laughs> um, I'll let you start, Tori, with The Gnome. Um, I, I gave it a six because I love how fun Whoa. the song is. And mm-hmm. it's also very sentimental to me. Oh, yeah. Childhood, so. Yeah. What about you, uh, Corey? So this one I don't have any sentimental value for, which is why, I, which is why I said this is a seven as a Sesame Street song, <laughs> and a one as a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> this is this song is an example of classic Sid Barrett lyricism. Yeah, <laughs> Sid. Okay, I'm actually a big fan of that one. Um, because the same reason as Tori said, it brings me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just happy. I gave it six. Yeah. You guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a big fan of the fairy tale stuff, you know, but this is probably, out of all the fairy tale songs on, on the album, this is probably my favorite. Um, it's okay. It's, it's not really what I want to relate to Pink Floyd, as Corey said. But I still like the jam. Uh, it's easy to play. It's fun to sing. And I especially like Ter- Terrence McKenna's take on it being similar to a DMT trip. So, but that's where it kind of ends for me. But I gave it a four. Wow. Hmm. So uh, next we'll go into chapter 24 and I'll start. Um, I like the Eastern mystical vibe of this one. Uh, the lyrics, of course, are ripped off from some sort of ancient Chinese whatever, but it drones on a bit too long for me. Um, I do think it sounds kind of magical, though, and I enjoy the harmonies, and I gave it a three. Mm. Who wants to go next? Um, I'm, I, I can go next. It, yeah. For me, it sort of sounded like, I, I don't know, it was like a direct continuation of the rest of the songs. <laughs> you know that's that's what an album is but it felt this album felt more like a giant song so i got this one a four because that's what i gave the album it's okay it, yeah it's better a little better than okay it's uh-huh. like a giant lsd trip or something yeah. actually yeah speaking of that i also gave it a four because of what sid said actually mm-hmm. but um i i it also kind of sounded like i was on another drug trip like the last song so, yeah um but i i like the bridge of the song or at least what i thought think was the bridge. <laughs> yeah what is the bridge right? i don't really know <laughs> there's a part that i do like so i i gave it but i did give it a four because of what sid was talking about okay and Corey. so for this one i gave it a three I said it has a cool feel, and I really like the echoing, uh, reverberating piano that it has throughout it, and it really gives you a glimpse of what they do later on. It's kind of like they were experimenting in what they ended up becoming. Yeah. 
All right. So we're going to move on to Corey's uh, favorite, the Scarecrow, and I'll let Corey start. <laughs> yeah, so for this one, all I wrote was one silly boy. Sid. <laughs> uh, said it was bland. Bandit could have written it. It's not unbearable. sort of goofy, and it sounds like uh, Scarborough Fair's unlikable brother. I gave it a two. So Sid, Sid's Sid, when he says bandit, he, he's referring to his cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Tori. Um, yeah, I, I gave it a I gave it a two. It's I mean it's cute, but <laughs> I don't listen to it. Yeah, Pink Floyd don't need to be cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Master class musicians writing about scarecrows in a field. Yeah. <laughs> To me, the minimalistic music on this one's a little bit charming, but it's also annoying. And if it's auto, if it is like sort of autobiographical about Sid, that would raise the score a little bit for me. But I really don't enjoy it, so I gave it a two. <laughs> so the final song is "Bike," and I'll let Tori start with this one. I gave this one a six because wow, it's it's also very sentimental to me. And I, I love going, just randomly going around and singing it. <laughs> <laughs> it does get in your head, yeah. Yeah, it's very catchy. <laughs> I got the bike, you can it if you like. Um, what do you think, Corey? So, I, once again, this is another song I have no sentimental value to. However, <laughs> however, I give it a six. Wow. <laughs> and I have, I have had this song in my downloads for the past three years. <laughs> and I still regularly listen to it. This is the only song from the album that I've downloaded that I listen to a lot. It trans yeah. it has these transitions back and forth from like kind of the goofy verses with kind of the silly piano playing. And then it drops into the part before like the, I guess kind of like a precursor to the two hits. Yeah. And it's like, it's got this descending progression that builds tension and kind of makes you feel a little off right before it hits the two impact slams, mm -hmm. which really is jarring, especially the first time you listen to it. And then it goes right back to the silly, goofy part, which I really like. Uh, I really like this song a lot. It was my favorite song on the album. It has a really cool instrumental ending, which will give you uh, Nightmare Fuel. I like the ending until you get an earful of geese sprinting <laughs> in your ear. That's uh, that's the only place this song loses it for me. Yeah, all you hear is just geese screaming. Okay, so uh, Sid. Yeah, I love this one for the same reasons that I love No, but uh, you know, it's it's sentimental, brings me back to my childhood. But with that in mind, I think it is the best on the album, and it's fun to sing along to. Uh, I, it was almost a seven because of Gerald the Mouse. <laughs> but uh, it, it wasn't it didn't quite make a seven because of the year destroying outro so i gave it a yeah. seven um i have a love-hate relationship with this one um i love the ending <laughs> um, <laughs> i love how sid barrett sings the melody with the rhythm yeah uh, it's very catchy uh again it's a little too elementary for me but i do I do sing it, so I do enjoy it. It's like one of those things, uh, songs you would sing in the shower. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so I don't I don't dislike it. Uh, it's not going to make my top fifty Floyd songs, but I, I would give it a four. Um, I do enjoy it. So now we're going to move on to uh, the song sale. So I want you guys to pick out a song off this album and just give me like one sentence to try to sell this to me. And I'll start with you, Corey. All right. So I actually have a, a four point presentation for mine. Uh, and it's uh, one of my favorite songs, The Gnome. Okay. Which uh, I actually hate, but I went ahead and I'm going to sell it to you. So, number one, you could always listen to this song in front of your kids uh, because they'll love it. Uh, two, it teaches you to be content with your life. It's like a childhood rhyme, so it brings you memories, and it will never offend anyone. All right. Sid, do you buy this? Um, yeah, I'll buy it. Tori? Um, I, uh, I would want to listen to it with my kids, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I, I would... Pity buy it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll buy it, Corey, as well. Um, I'm gonna try to sell you guys Power Talk H. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I mean, this one I keep listening to because of that jazz element. I mean, it's the only song on the album that has a jazz element to it. I think it's one of the best instrumental jams once you get past the intro. Um, and I would recommend, as I said, listening to the version called Pink Jungle from Man and the Journey. This one will grow on you if you if you let it. So who's buying? I'll okay. buy it as long as it doesn't come with the doy doy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you try to sell me on the last half of the song, I would buy it. But as okay. soon as you put my earbuds in and said, Hey, I want to sell you this, I would say, Who are you kidding? <laughs> because that, that doy doy crap doesn't work. So I gotta say I'm gonna buy it. Okay, so Corey. So uh, I'll agree with you. The jazz piano part, there's like that 30 second inter or interlude with that jazz piano. That's that part is great. But for me, that's only 30 seconds out of the whole song, which is full of doy doy, and <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying it. I can't. So- so Doy Doy did not sell. Okay. He killed himself on that. <laughs> okay, so um, Sid, sell me a song. So actually, I thought we were doing a sell song overall. So my sell a song is from the Gorilla. Yeah, I thought we were doing a sell me a song oh, overall okay. too. So this is the only sell me a song that I did. All right. So do you want to pick one? Um, I guess if I had to sell one, it would be uh, – it would probably be flame. Okay. Because okay. nobody seems to like that. But <laughs> I feel like I feel like you should give it another chance because and, and imagine yourself in a dreamlike state, okay? Okay. Listening to it. And it puts you in it puts you in a good place. Like you, you would want your dream to be like that. Right? That is true. That is true. I would not I would not want my dream to be like Bauer Doc H exactly. or the ending of Bach. <laughs> If you had a drink, you would want it to be like flaming. So I would recommend buying this and listening to it before bed. Okay, so if if I'm in a dream, then I will buy. If I'm in reality, which is what I'm in 99% of the time, I won't. 
All right. So, uh, Corey. So, uh, I'll, I'll buy it. Like I gave it a four once the music starts. Cause like you said, it has that happy dreamlike feeling. Uh, the intro just sucks. Yeah. I mean, getting, getting screamed at by Sid Barrett's not my favorite thing. And, uh, <laughs> So uh, well, I'll buy it because the the rest of the song is great. Like I said, I gave the rest of it a four. And I think Tori said this was the one where his voice was loud as well. What? Yeah. Would you buy this one, Tori? Uh, probably not. Just because of the fact that it sounds like he, like he was listening to music in the background and doing karaoke or something. It doesn't. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of if if they fixed the way the vocals were uh, like with the instruments, then yeah, I would. Okay, so you sell me a song. Um well <laughs> I can't really do this, but I would probably sell um I mean I guess bike sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. three. Yeah, you don't even have to explain. <laughs> but uh, but you can if you want to. <laughs> it's just a just a fun song. That's my that's my reasoning. Yeah, it is. Jared Max. That's it. That's it. So okay, guys, if we had to make a Spotify playlist of our choices, I'm gonna add Interstellar Overdrive, Astronomy Domine, and Power Talk H. What do you guys have? I would add Bach and I would add uh probably I would add Matilda Mother and probably only those two. Okay, Sid. Um my vote was for Bach and Mel. And Tori. Um, my vote is bike astronomy. Uh, I forget how you pronounce the Domine. Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Interstellar Overdrive. But as soon as the song stops with the guitar part, I would stop and play a different song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're going to move on before we get to the gorillas with our switch up. Uh, for Pink Floyd and what we mean by switch up is we're going to pick a song from the Gorillas, and we're also going to pick a song for Pink Floyd to swap so which Pink Floyd song would you like to hear the Gorillas do um so I think Bach would be uh would be fun for the Gorillas to do I'd like to hear a funky you know rendition from one of my favorite artists for uh you know such a good song yeah that'd be cool all right Tori um I would say I would like them to, if they could, like, redo Interstellar Overdrive, and maybe, I don't know, I would, I would like to see how that would turn out. Okay. Corey? Yeah, that's more Gorilla's ball field. So, for me, I chose Matilda Mother because, <laughs> well, the song structure and the chord progressions is already the same chord progression style that the Gorillas do a lot. Yeah. So. I would like to hear them do that and make it more chill and more kind of funky like the gorillas do. Oh, Corey, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I chose Interstellar Overdrive. Um, I would love to hear the gorillas do that one. So, anyways, we're about to move on to our second album. Um, I will wrap up uh, 
Piper the Gates of Dawn with I Can't Really See What the Grand Appeal Is when contrasted with classic 70s Floyd uh, or some of its contemporaries even in psychedelic 60s. Um, I it is experimental, but compared to something like, say, Adam Hart Mother or Echoes, it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Um, but, you know, uh, the album's a little bit too polished around the edges for me, and it's a little too juvenile, a little too slick, and too tinny uh, for 60s production. And so overall, I gave it um, a three. So we're moving on to their second album here, and this is The Gorillas. So, Sid, this is your favorite band. Um, what do you, what was your thoughts overall on this album? Um, okay, so overall, uh, it's it's an iconic album that you wouldn't expect to be their first. Or you know, if I if I was hearing it for the first time, I wouldn't expect this to have been their first album because uh, it has two hits for me that'll always be enjoyable. Uh, it's not one of their best albums, but it is um, it is iconic, and I give it a five. All right. Uh, what about you, Corey? So the Gorillas are absolutely one of my favorite bands of all time. Them, Pink Floyd, and Wise Blood are my three top bands. Uh, like Sid said, this album really does not sound like a first album and that's probably because uh the guy who wrote it uh damon out or alan damon or something i can't remember his, yeah damon uh he had already been doing music before gorillas so he was already pretty seasoned by the time he started the music for here so it's really polished for a first album especially yeah uh, the only production yeah. yeah, the only problem with it, which is the same problem with all the Gorilla albums, even though they're one of my favorite bands of all time, they always, like out of 10 songs on an album, five will be masterpieces and five will be absolute trash. <laughs> it's like I, they just do weird experiments that either are fantastic or fall flat. Yeah. All so, right. For, this album, uh, it had several hits that I liked a lot, and I would probably give it a, a five or six. Oh, great. All right, Tori? Okay, so I would have given this a higher number, but I have a very good reason. Uh, this is a four, <laughs> because I I will um, discuss that whenever we are done listening, uh, whenever we get to this I, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. I have a very good yeah. reason to take they off the plane. Something and squandered it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get started with the first song of the album, and I will let uh, I'll let Corey start with Rehash. So for this one, I gave it a four. It's really chill and relaxing. This is the perfect kind of song you'd want to turn on and do something else or like read or write or something while you are listening to it. Uh, for me, it actually sounds, the music sounds similar to an early newsboy song, which they're trash now, but when they started it, the same tones that they use on their guitar sounds very similar to this song. I could hear that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, Tori. I gave it a three because it's fun and I, I, I like it, but it's not one of my like favorites by them. Yeah. Sid? I gave this one a five. Uh, 
I said it sounds like if gorillas had a PBS kids show. It sort of puts me into a happier time, so I gave it a five. Oh yeah. To me it's uh, I gave it a three. I thought it was a very smooth sort of summer driving song. You yeah. know, like you're driving on a summer day or whatever. The only thing it gets a little repetitive for my taste, but yeah. That's the only reason I dropped it from a from a four to a three. Um, moving on to, I guess this is five over four or five. Yeah, four. five over four is what it's called. Okay, um, go ahead with that one, uh, Sid. All right, it, it reminded me of "Should I Stay or Should I Go." That stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm glad Gorillaz didn't become a punk band, so I give it a three. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Corey. I gave this one a two because it rambles on and it's really repetitive. I mean, this one really beats you over the head with its four bars that they came up with. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, that one. I gave it a two, and uh, all the only thing I put was repetition. I want to beat my head into the ground. <laughs> and, uh, um, I just, yeah, I, I just couldn't deal with it. Too repetitive. You're, uh, the police used to do that. They would just sing the oh, same thing over and over and over at the end of a song. But this is the whole song, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's nothing but that. It's yeah. like somebody saying, send it out an SOS for five minutes, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, Tori. I gave it, I also gave it a two. It's not great, but it's not, like, the worst ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just so repetitive. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, moving on to tomorrow comes today. Did you get that one? Yeah. Uh, okay. I will let um, I'll let Tori start with this one. I gave this one a five. I um I really like the beat and the melody, and it's also really catchy, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Um, see it. I like the song. It's just maybe one of the most depressing songs I've ever heard. So I gave it a four. It it would have been a five if it didn't make me feel like crying every time I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. Well, apparently I must have severe depression. <laughs> what I put, I gave it a five, and I said it feels like my subconscious is speaking to me in a dream. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, so I gave it a three. Um, uh, it was very mellow, uh, very psych. I like that. Um, uh, yeah, it's something that I would, I, you know, I would listen to it. It's not, uh, uh, like Sid said, it's not something that I would, uh, that I would listen to over and over and over, you know, because it is sort of depressing, but I do enjoy it. Uh, you know, I could have it on a random playlist. So, um, Next is New Genius Brother. Corey. So for this one, I gave it somewhere between a five and a six. I thought it was really kind of chill, but unnerving at the same time. It has that sliding guitar, which I really like sliding guitar when it's not used in country. Uh, it has <laughs> that in the background. And it's got that violin playing, too, which gives it kind of a dreamy, spaced out feeling, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I definitely like that. That's kind of the way it was for me. Uh, that's the, exactly the word I had for it was very chill. And it's, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, let's see, let me go back. I gave it a three and I wanted to give it a four. 
and I prop yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and give it a four. I I really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, um, Tori. Yeah, I I also gave it a four. I liked how it sounded. Um, uh, it was kind of like a fifty-fifty on whether or not I would download it or not. But um, yeah, I, I gave it a four. Sid, I gave this one a five because it's it's like the dictionary definition of a groovy song. Yeah, you know? definitely. And so I I I like that about it. It's like an urban type feel. Okay, we're going to move on now to um, Clint Eastwood. I'll start with this one. Uh, A two. Uh, (laughs) This is is just, uh, I mean, I don't even know if I'd give it a side glance. I might might just kind of walk by. It's it's I'm not I'm not gonna throw it in the trash because I know it's like one of the big hits or whatever, but it's just I don't like it. It's it's uh, it's I just what I put in my notes was rap and a sad emoji. <laughs> so is it is it the rapper that you don't like about the song, or is it like the ending that goes on for ten minutes? What is both? It? Yeah, uh, the but the I will say this out of all the rap that uh, the guy sounds more like an 80s style rapper which i would listen to way more than the the garbage that that's out today um but yeah uh yeah two yeah what about you sid i gave this one a six this one was yeah i mean it's iconic it's recognizable to even non-gorillas fans it's uh you know it's one of the most popular gorilla songs and I know every word, so I give it a six. <laughs> All right, uh, Corey. So this song, I gave a six. I said I could never listen to this song enough, but always at about the halfway point, as soon as they're done singing, I skip. Because <laughs> it, the ending is just like three songs. Uh, and this song, a, a fun fact, this song actually used to scare the hell out of my wife when she was a kid. So she still can't handle listening to it because she said it creeps her out. It reminds me of an old ES song that I used to play Tori called uh, Fire on High. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, Tori, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I gave this one a six. I have it on my You guys are dumb. Um, (laughs) 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 uh, Like, it was probably the second song I heard by them, I think. Um I really like it, um, and like said, I know every word too. So, well, I guess does it bear like a sentimental value for you guys or something? No, it's just well, a good song. It's a good song, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Corey said, whenever the ending starts, I'm like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, once the harmonica starts blaring in your eardrums, you start <laughs> yeah, skipping. Exactly. Yeah, I did not like that. So. Um, next is Man Research. You start um, with you start with that. Uh, I loved it. I gave it a five. <laughs> uh, it's experimental. It's trippy. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tor- you go next. I gave it a one. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is going to be payback for what you said about Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. I it's I it's not 
not my type of song, and not even joking, it kind it gave me a headache when I was. <laughs> I gave this one a one as well. Oh, I said they should have put less research into man and more into how to make a better song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. So for this one, I gave it a one. Oh, I my said, God. I said I could never listen to this song again and be pretty happy. It sounds exactly like the song that my brain made up and played on a loop when I was an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> like. Just random noises, monkey noises on repeat for about three minutes and 30 seconds is kind of how this song was to me. Well, you guys got me back, I guess, for Clint Eastwood. So (laughs) Uh, we'll move on to punk and I'll let uh, Corey start with that one. I gave this one a one. I think this was kind of just them sitting down doing a musical experiment, just seeing what they can come up with, seeing if they could do a punk song. Uh, like, yeah. like this is their first album, so I think they're kind of trying to find their identity. So they're toying around with a lot of different stuff, and I think they found out pretty quickly that punk was not what they wanted to do. And I'm glad that they figured it out and only made this song like two minutes. That way, I only had to endure it that long. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a two. Um, it, yeah, I just said experiment that failed. <laughs> yeah, it is so generic. It sounds like when you look up punk on stockmusic.com. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. All right, uh Tori. Um I actually gave this one a 4 because <laughs> just because of the fact that it reminded me so much of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> Tori, Tori's got, Tori's got a side hug here. She's she's walking hand in hand with punk. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like a Scooby-Doo song. Yeah, it sounds like one of those things that either, um, like, the characters from Phineas and Fur would be dancing at a beach party or something. Or, like, the gang would be being chased. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Sam. Yeah. I gave it a three. I get what they tried to do, but it didn't hit the mark. It's all right. Yeah. All right, next is Soundcheck Gravity, and I'll let Tori go. Um, I gave it a four. I Well... I, I liked the chorus. That's I said the beginning was really long, but I liked the chorus, but I probably wouldn't download it. So maybe I should change it to a three or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, see it. Uh, yeah, I gave this one a four as well. I said the beginning is goofy. The song progresses into something better. It reminds me of Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey. So I gave this one a three. The music is really good. But singing like a monkey isn't. (laughs) And that's what is throughout this entire song. So this would have had a higher score for me. If it wasn't for the monkey singing, it probably could have been a 4.5. But, I mean, it dropped it down to a 3 for me. I gave it a 3. I did like it. But, as you said, it did get annoying after a while. So, I had it at a four, and then I was just like, no, nah, i got to drop it a little bit. I'll I'll shake its hand, you know. But that's about it. Uh, moving on is double bass. And I'll start with this one. Uh, this is a big highlight for me. Um, I gave it a five. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was actually one of the ones that I was going to choose for Pink Floyd to do, but then I chose another. Um it is definitely going to be on my Spotify playlist. Uh, I love the experimentation. I just, I just, it, it was a groove that I really enjoyed, and I would put that on my playlist. 
Um, I gave it a four. I said it was a decent song. Uh, I wouldn't download it. It's actually what I put. <laughs> but um, it reminds me of something that would be on a weird episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I liked it, so I gave it a four. For me, I actually agreed with you. I gave it a five, and I said I could listen to it all day. It's super relaxing, and it's really experimental, which I like. And I had forgotten about the song, and I actually did add it to my downloads as soon right. as I finished it. Wow. Uh, Smart guy. All right, Tori. I gave it a two. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because I said sometimes instrumentals are my thing, sometimes they aren't. This time wasn't really the case. So I might listen to it in the car, but probably not. <laughs> well, you should you should enjoy different instruments. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we'll move on to Rock the House, and I'll start with Sid. All right. Uh, I said this one's fun to sing. It reminds me of a late 80s Fresh Prince style song, so I gave it a five. All right. Uh Tori. I exact same thing Sid said. I gave it a five because I, it's fun and I, yeah, enjoy it. Corey? For me, I gave this one a five. I really, I like old school hip hop a lot. And this one had those old kind of uh, grungy hip hop drums with the vocals. And what I really liked about it is that the gorillas often would take samples from all over the place which is what they did with the brass section in this, where it has the brass that randomly cuts in. And I just thought that was fun, a cool little sound to add texture to it. So I give this one a five. I did enjoy the brass. It took me back to sort of a, almost a Motown type sound, like they were trying to mix that in there. Mm -hmm. But overall, uh, it reminded me of something that kid and play would sing, you know, the guy with the hair about 10 foot tall. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I gave it a one, and I put a sad face by it and just put rap. <laughs> you know okay. what? Next next episode, we need to review a uh, a hip-hop album. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that, yeah. Um, we're going to – okay, we'll move on to 2000 and I'll let, um, I'll let Corey start. This one is one that when I first started listening to Gorillaz, I hated this song. And it's one of those things that you hate. And then like a week later, you find yourself singing it. And you're like, you know, what? I need to go back and listen to that. And then for some reason, it's your favorite song that's ever existed on the face of the planet. <laughs> I, I, this song is the six for me. It gets stuck in my head. And every time it does, I enjoy it. Wow, maybe I need to listen to it more. I gave it a two. <laughs> Give it a week. Give it yeah. a week and go back. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Right. Same thing for me. Yeah. Maybe, you can, maybe, maybe you can sell it to me. Yeah, I just uh I don't know. I didn't I just didn't get into it. It just didn't do anything for me. Uh maybe it's like a Stanley Kubrick movie. You you gotta watch it fourteen times yeah. before it really hits <laughs> with you. And then once it does, like you said, it becomes a masterpiece. So uh, <laughs> But yeah, I just yeah, I just didn't do it for me. Uh Tori. Um I gave it a six. Like like Corey said, I didn't like it at first. I didn't care too much for it, but then it kind of got in my head and I started listening to it. Now it's one of my favorites. It's on my playlist, so I, I gave it a six. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to um oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. There's something about the song because the same thing happened to me. I, I didn't like it when I first heard it. And now, subjectively, it's a seven. 
objectively, I know it's a six, okay? <laughs> so, it, but it's upbeat, and it always puts me in a good mood. So I, okay, I love but, it, but it's a six. There's okay. something that you'll learn when listening to the, the Gorillas, especially for the first time, is your first time listening to an album, you think, wow, that is trash. <laughs> and then something calls you back. I mean, like, I listened to them like four times before I became obsessed. Uh, and every time I listened to them, I thought, wow, this sucks. Why am I listening to this? And then it just calls you back. I don't know what it is, but uh, almost like every, yeah, it's probably Hypnotoad in these yeah. albums. But Well, to me, it, I, I guess, you know, it's going to take me 19 to 2,000 times to like it. So, um, <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to move on to Latin Simone. I will start with this one. Uh, I rated it a one and just put nah. <laughs> nah, not for me. Uh, I don't like it. I wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't let my cat listen to it. You know, I don't want to tor- torment the cats. So, you know. uh, all right, Sid. I gave it a five. <laughs> oh, great. You give everything a five. I said this was an unusual gorilla song, but nonetheless, thoroughly enjoyable. All right, Tori. Yeah, I agree with you, Dad. Um, though I gave it a two because I didn't want to be that harsh. Because <laughs> it's, I just don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, garbage. That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, Corey. This one I gave a five, like Sid. Um, it's a weird blend of Latin hip hop and noir. Like it has that whole weird breakdown. That's like a weird saxophone solo right in the middle of the song. And then you have that Mexican guy screaming in your ear and <laughs> it's, it's such a bizarre experience, but I enjoyed it. Welcome to David Lynch. Um, okay, so we'll move on now to um, Starshine. And I'll start with Starshine. Uh, Starshine to me. If you give this a high score, I swear. Starshine to me is a bit repetitive. Um, I would have given six. It is my favorite. I gave it a five. Oh my God. I love this song. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil it right now. This is the one I chose Pink Floyd to redo. Um, yeah, this is my favorite. Absolutely. Wow. All wow. right. So, so since you, uh, since, since you threatened me, I'm going to let you go ahead with those. I gave this a one. It's annoying. This song is boring and annoying to me. <laughs> All right. Sid. So this sort of reminded me of Lucifer Sam. It's just another. Um, like weird secret spy song, um, <laughs> but it it was decent instrumentals, and uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it, but I wouldn't skip it, so I gave it a four. Oh, all right, all right, Tori. I gave it a two. Uh, <laughs> the music kind of reminded me of like Left for Dead, but with aliens or something. <laughs> when the guy started singing, his voice hurt my throat when he sung the chorus, but I wasn't <laughs> the one singing it. Uh, the verses were pretty good, but other, nah. 
that's yeah. not I dislike this song so much that if I saw it in my queue, I would leave my phone open on Spotify. That way the second it switched, I could skip it. And then I would pick it up and listen to it. So. <laughs> I would just uh, send it to you. Yeah. Okay, next uh, is Slow Country. Um, Tori. Uh, four. I said it was pretty good. I like the beat. It's pretty groovy. The verses aren't bad either, but it is very repetitive. Yeah. I gave it a two uh, just for repetitive. Um, I did enjoy it, like you said, but it, it just, I don't know. I, it just, I got bored. So, all right, uh, Corey. For me, this song wasn't really that interesting, but I gave it a four because it kind of puts me in the state of mind as if I'm going on a road trip down a long, empty road in a cartoon world. <laughs> like, it just puts me in that state of mind. It kind of just feels like a cool summer trip with the windows down. And it's not really something I would actively listen to, but it's definitely something that I would listen to in the background and enjoy while doing something else. All right. And Sid. I gave this one a six. <laughs> oh, my God. I wow. completely forgot this song existed, but I welcome it with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> he, not only does he embrace it, he gives it a big, long kiss right in the mouth. <laughs> so, um, okay, we're going to move on to M1A1, and I'll let uh, Tori start with this one. No, let's, let's hear yours first. It's going to be a raving. Okay, love. so here we go. It is chaotic. Um, I like the intro. It's like psych punk or something. Uh, I love it. I give it a five. <laughs> this song is good if you're a telephone operator and love somebody yelling hello at you three minutes straight. It, it is comical levels. If if I was at work, I would get in trouble because I would be laughing when I'm not supposed to be listening to music because I would have no way to hold it in. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy the humor of it. Uh, Sid? I audibly laughed out loud at this thing. <laughs> it, it sounds like I want to be knockoff Pink Floyd, and it is an epic fail in that regard. You know, I did uh, think I did think it kind of reminded me of "Careful with That Act, Eugene" in certain yeah. parts. But go after, ahead. After an eternity of anyone there, <laughs> we're met with a chorus that doesn't pay off. So I gave it a one. Oh my gosh! All right, Tori. Um, I I do agree with you, Dad. I gave it a four. <laughs> Um, right. I said when the song kicks in, it's pretty good. Um, but I, like Sid said, the beginning, like the introduction or whatever, it like certain parts of it did remind me of Pink Floyd, but like yeah. not a good version. <laughs> the the Walmart <laughs> version of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, moving on to Dracula, and I'll let uh, Sid start with this one. All right, Dracula is not my thing. It. They make Dracula become a ten-syllable word. It's uh, <laughs> it should be called Dragula. Uh, it's uh, it's not particularly enjoyable, but it's okay. So I got a three. Yeah, I think Rob Zombie's already already got the market on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he cornered the market on Dragula. Uh, yeah, um, with me, I gave it a three. Um, I thought it was okay. I, I did kind of enjoy it. So you know, I'm going to hold hands with it, and we're going to walk down the road a little piece, and then I'll just move on. Um, <laughs> Tori. I funny enough, I also gave it a three. I said it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't really something I'd listen to. 
All right. And Corey. So for this one, I actually gave it a four. I thought it was another really chill song. And what I like about it is that it has that guitar riff and the effects that they have on it. It's like this really massive kind of delay and reverb. And it makes it sound like you're listening to somebody play guitar in a giant empty concert hall, like a few rooms over. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really so it, does. Has, it has that really cool atmosphere to it. And I just love anything that has a lot of texture to the sound. So I really enjoyed it. All right. And um, we're going to move on now. I think, did everybody go through Dracula? I think they did, yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody hit by Dracula. Okay, so... <laughs> left-hand Suzuki method. Um, I gave it a four. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, the, the title of it kind of reminded me of something Pink Floyd would have come up with, you know, in the sixties or something. It's just very strange. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the song. I thought it was, I mean, I would have given it a five, but I just liked some of the other ones better and I couldn't rank it as high as I did such a masterpiece as starshine. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Corey. So this one, I, I really enjoyed. This one was a lot of sample work and they, it's, I just put samples stirred together in an oriental crock pot of goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked, sample flipping which like i said they do a lot there was a lot of that in this song where they took samples from a lot of different places and kind of just stirred it together and i i think the sound is really good i like it uh sid uh yeah i gave this one a five uh, it's not one i've heard before but i enjoyed the mix uh i said it's one to bob your head too yeah all right and uh tori i gave it a three i said it wasn't horrible but it's also like the music's pretty good but it's also repetitive and kind of long so all right and i think the last one on at least on the spotify list was clint eastwood again um, yes can, can i go first on this yeah one? go ahead so what i wrote in my notes this song while hearing it i kind of freaked out a little bit because in all capital letters i wrote ha 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 what is this <laughs> I gave it a zero. I said, this is such a bad remix. It actually made me laugh out loud. The way they sped up his vocals and the one guy that started beatboxing in the middle of it. I said, it's so bad I can't listen to it anymore. (laughs) I gave it. Go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, so it's pretty funny because I actually broke the scale on this one too and gave it a zero. (laughs) I said... Clint, I said, this is Clint Eastwood. If it was made by a man recording off his Chromebook in his mom's basement who sings like a didgeridoo. (laughs) And for some reference, here's some didgeridoo. (laughs) And that's about indistinguishable. In fact, Sid and I put that next to the sound of the song and it's in the exact same key. And you really can't tell the difference when it's him singing and when it's the didgeridoo. <laughs> okay, Sid. Uh, I said terrible rendition of a great song. They ruined their own song on the same album. Shouldn't exist. <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I gave it a seven. I thought it was a massive. No, <laughs> no I, I gave it a one. Um, it, it, it's not as good as the other one and the other one's trash. 
um, yeah, this one, this one is like fish from Captain D's that you leave out on the porch for three days that the cat won't even eat. So this, yeah, this, uh, this is actually a common problem with the gorillas. Uh, let me actually find out who did that song. Every time they release an album, they let somebody do a remix of a few of the most popular ones. And they're always bad. Every one of them is always trash. In this case, it was actually uh, Ed Case who did that. They just took it and edited it, and it made its way on the official album. I'm sure it's just a way to highlight some other more upcoming artists, but it's just really bad, and I don't think it belongs on the album. It belongs on a YouTube video that got 30 views and, like, 20 dislikes. (laughs) I think Ed Case needs to retire. So... um, (laughs) Uh, overall, I thought it was excellent production. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, as far as my playlist, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Man Research, Double Bass, and Starshine, possibly M1A1. Uh, what about you guys, Spotify? So for me, the ones I actually have on my Spotify are Double Bass, Rock the House, 19, 2000, uh, and Clint Eastwood. Those are my favorite on there. Sid? Uh, yeah, I said um, 19, 2000 should be on there. Uh, Slow Country should be on there. And Clint Eastwood should be on there. Uh, Tori? Um, Clint Eastwood is on my playlist already, as well as 19, 2000. Um, I would pr- uh, uh, oh yeah, I would definitely add that Clint, Clint Eastwood remix. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, um, the masterpiece, yeah. I, I would I'm probably watch it because it's, it's pretty good. Um, okay, so we're going to do the switch, guys. Um, I obviously blew, blew it from my, uh, you know, I spoiled it for everybody. Starshine was mine. I would love to hear Pink Floyd do that one. Uh, I'd like to see what they do. Of course, when I, when I say Pink Floyd, I'm talking about early 60s Pink Floyd with uh, – with Roger and Dave and uh, Nick and Rick, like, you know, the umagama type stuff. But, all right, uh, Sid, what was your Switch song? Um, so I said Pink Floyd should make M1A1 uh, because M1A1 tried to be Pink Floyd, and I'm pretty sure Pink Floyd would make a better song than the Gorillas did. Okay. And... It's actually my exact one, too, um, and that's that's why I put it. Because yeah. it, it sounded like they tried to be like Pink Floyd. M1A1. Yeah. Okay. And Corey. So for me, I had originally thought M1A1, uh, and then I realized they already have a song that says, Hello, is anyone out there? So I couldn't <laughs> use that one. So I decided to uh, do a left hand uh, Suzuki method because that song has a lot of samples in it. It probably has the most samples of any of them. And Pink Floyd has always done really interesting stuff with samples, even back when you had to record it on tape uh, and mess around with it that way, which is how a lot of the really interesting sounds off of the album we just did, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn, was. So I would uh, I would choose that one because I would like to hear what they brought to that. All right. And Sid did the intro, so I'll do the outro. Uh, this album was trippy. It was theatrical. It was, as Corey said, there were some lush uh, textures on it. It had a lot of confident energy. I thought there's a lot of variety um, with standard instruments as well as electronic instruments. And I thought that you had 
it has like a neo psych or neo punk sounds. It has some rap, which I don't care for. Experimental dance music, kind of. My only criticism was that it could be, you know, very repetitive at times. Yeah. And the rap stuff just doesn't do it. It's not my bag, but I enjoy it for the ambition and variety. So the final or the finale here will be which album do you choose between Piper to Gates of Dawn and the Gorillas? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to choose the Gorillas first album. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, that's that's going to be what I choose is the Gorillas. Yep. Me, me too. Overall, a better, better starter album. Yeah. As, much, as much as I would be sad to lose the Scarecrow, <laughs> I'd have to choose the Gorillas. I mean, this song had so much, this album had so much variety to it. It had really interesting textures. It had really interesting uh, music structure. Uh, like you said, this album was probably their worst at repetition. I mean, they would he would get on a groove and just sit there for way too long, probably after everybody left the concert hall and went home. He was still there <laughs> playing the same 10-second loop. But it has, it has so much personality to it that uh, I think it's better. All right, and we'll end it by you sell me a song, and we'll start with Sid. Okay, so um, for this one, I chose 19 to 2000. I said, it'll make you happy on your unhappiest days. So as the, st- as the song states, it's the music that you choose, and this song should be the music that you choose. I said... <laughs> Give support to a song representing the best of the gorillas so they'll stop making crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's going to buy it? I'll buy it. I'll buy it. All right, I'll, I'll buy it tentatively. I'll have to go and listen to it some more. But All right. uh, my buy is going to be that I'm going to try to sell you guys on this double bass. Um, like I said, oh. I, re- I really love it. I mean, it's a great song, and I would recommend you go back and listen to it has a lot of textures in it as Corey said it's um yeah i mean this is one of the first ones that i would recommend anybody listen to uh if you like that kind of music um but double bass so who's gonna buy that one i know Corey will buy it yeah um yeah i'll buy it i'll give it a second chance all right and tori sell me a song um i was actually gonna do clint eastwood because I which yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, definitely the remix. It just the has so much variety. Yeah. Um. No. Obviously, the good one. Um. Which which one's that? Because I don't know any of them that are good. Oh so. <laughs> so the original. Um. It it can be kind of uh, it can sound a bit weird at first, and it can be kind of uh i guess sad but it, it gets really catchy like it gets in your head and then you know it, it's a little, little fun time you know <laughs> <laughs> all right who's buying She's i got it yep yeah i'm not gonna buy it <laughs> I, 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 I yeah i'm not gonna buy it uh it's rap um okay uh Corey. For me, I'm going to sell you New Genius because there are a few songs that have 
yeah, it's so relaxing and laid back, but at the same time, it has that violin and sliding guitar that makes it feel kind of off. Like you get that off feeling when you listen to it. And there are very few songs I know that can make you feel relaxed and unnerved at the same time. And I think this one was just a really good mix of that. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'm going to go back and listen to it again. Yeah. I I suppose I will too. Yep. I'm going to buy it. All right, Sid's gonna buy everything by the gorillas. Um, okay, Except Star so, Time, because that's trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, the remix of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, and we will see you guys the next time on our next episode. Don't really know what we're gonna do yet, but I guess we'll find out. Right. So goodbye to everybody, and I hope you guys have a good night. And it's been fun. Yep. All right. Doi doi! Doi doi!